Lord, you're a good God. Everything you do is good. Even the things you let happen are good. Good to us, good for us, whether we like it or not. You are an all-wise God. You, are, you see what is happening now, and you know what's going to happen as a result of what is happening. And so we choose to see our lives in the light of your love and your grace. And to be, it is our honor to be chosen by you. And we honor you this morning as the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords. The only God, no one above you, no one beside you, even the ones that call themselves gods are not. We bless you this morning. We thank you for the opportunity to preach the word of God. Would you keep, bless, increase, protect, empower our bishop as he rests. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a seat. Um. So, yeah, Anita, let's start that way. I got a couple of announcements. The first one um, it, excuse me, is uh, uh, we got something coming on uh, the week of October. Put the thing up because the, the details on there is, listen, let me tell you something. Learn that you don't have to keep all the details in your head. You can write them down. There you go. Breast Cancer Mental Health Awareness Walk on October the 21st at 8 a.m., the route is on the, the uh, QR code. You can take your phones. Go ahead, take your phones out. Take a picture of the, or not take a picture, but uh, get the QR code. It's at the bottom. We're going to, to uh, support those who have beat breast cancer. I don't know um, all of you. Maybe there's more than the one I know, but I think it might be dope to just honor today, uh, if you would. Uh, Miss Paris Smith is a beater. She whipped it. She kicked it down, busted in the throat, and so it can't talk no more. Uh, Paris Smith beat that breast cancer thing down. And so uh, it'd be important if you if you want to go and sell and uh, and uh, support our breast cancer um, um, walk. It's going to be awesome. Go ahead to the next one. Um, Go ahead, go ahead. We can go boom, boom, boom. No, no waiting. There we go. All right. How many of you know that the bishop is about to have a birthday? He's about to be 75, actually on Halloween. I love saying that my dad's birthday is on Halloween. It's like a smack in the face of the enemy that this season where we're supposed to be celebrating death and demons and witches and warlocks. We was talking just the other day uh, about people, how, how they play with stuff like this. You know what I'm talking about? What, what if, if for the people who play with stuff like this, like on Halloween, like the stuff that they play with, you know, the, the, seen people put graves and they like mock graves in their yards. What if demons came up out there and started terminating? <laughs> no, don't do that, Lord. Just protect the people. Uh, but I, but I but I feel like this season where we where demons and witches and warlocks are celebrating whatever that is that is celebrate. We can celebrate that when God had the audacity to have a man of God to be birthed on on Halloween, and so. Uh, yeah, we're going to celebrate my pops on, on October the 31st, which is his birthday. But on November the 5th, make sure everybody, everybody take your device out. Everybody, uh, take your device out. You're not taking out your advice. Take out your phone. Don't lie to me. I know you got your phone in your pocket. Don't, don't. Take it. Uh-huh. If you ain't done it now, 
get the QR code and make sure you register. Now, when you're registering, what you're registering for is what we want to do. Here's what we want to do. We want to raise $125,000 for the bishop. I'm sorry. As much as that joker prays and stays up and, and spends his sweat and blood and tears and life and marriage and family and time and all of that for y'all jokers, at least the least we could do. You know what? He really deserves a whole lot more than, than, than 125. We put that 50, that 75, we put it together, hit that 125, bam, you got $125. Now, you can decide of whatever you want to give the bishop. It's your choice. We're not telling you what to do. We just want you to contribute so that we can make it happen. How many of you will agree to, to be a part of the team and help to make it happen? You agree with it? Frederick and I, we, made our, we, we did our thing last week, and we've got it two, we got two-thirds of it done last week because we want to be the first four runners. I told him in the note. In fact, when you go and register, you'll find that you can write a note to the bishop. You know what the, wrote, the note I wrote to the bishop? We wrote to the bishop. We said, when you turn around, the first place faces you're going to see is us. Because we believe in what he wants to do. We believe in the, the dream that God gave him. We just want to show gratitude and our gratefulness to all for all that God has done for 50 years. So not only are we celebrating 75 years of, 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 of life, we're also celebrating 50 years of ministry. I'm sorry, that is a huge milestone. It's a huge milestone. And so we want you to, to register. When you register, what you're doing is you're sort of making a pledge about what you're going to do. You can decide whatever you want to do, 250, 500, 1,000, anything above that. There's other, uh, other uh, uh, marker, that, marker there on there. And you can decide whatever you want to do. Just do what you can do. That good? I would even maybe even talk to the Lord. Because sometimes you know these so specific seeds. That good? We're going to talk about it in just a minute. Let's go to the next one. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Yeah, go for it. To witness is something that you never witnessed before. Metro City is having a worship night with worshiping Jesus Christ. The Agape Music Group is in the building. Sound Cannon is in the building. Metro City Ensemble is in the building. Mark your calendar, November 17th, 7.30 p.m., 999 Briarcliff Road. It's going down. I'll see you there. It's a vibe. You do not want to ladies and gentlemen boys you do not want to miss worship night it's going to be uh november the 17th did i say that right yes. november the 17th right here in this building that's a friday night you do not want to miss it we put we've been putting this together for for weeks now and uh we are already ready it, they left man y'all missed it agape music group was in the building today actually they came uh, just a moment they i guess they dipped out i'm sure they had to dip, they had to dip. But uh, they're going to be in the building, Sound Cannon, which is something that was birthed uh, from my brother and a couple of uh, seven other drummers. Uh, we're going to fill this whole stage with a bunch of percussions. You ain't never experienced nothing like this before, and you don't want to miss it. More importantly, you want to call your friends and your homies and make sure they're here with you because it's going to be fire. I promise you that. And that's going to be Friday the 17th. And is there, other, is there anything else? Is that it? One more? One more? That's it? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Don't do it yet. Okay. All right, cool. Y'all good? All right, so I have the opportunity of, of speaking before you today. Uh, I've been thinking about this message for probably about two, maybe three weeks, 
And so uh, it's kind of had an opportunity, uh, opportunity to brood in me. But what I love about the Word of God is even in worship, it was, it was uh, something else was popping out of me. Uh, you, and, uh, you and Evie tried to preach my message today, but that's all right. I'm going to help you today, all right? Uh, so you know if um, I'm going to do something, then I've got to show you something, all right? Pay attention to the screens. Now, is there, is there any kids in here? I don't care. It's going to be, uh, you don't seem worse on your shoulders, baby. Listen, there ain't going to be no cussing. Nobody's going to die, but it's going to be a little bit of violence, all right? Just so you know. All right, get your life. Let's go. who you are, but in view of your shredded clothes and the fact that the Chateau d'If is two miles away, what's the point? As for me, I am Luigi Vampa, a smuggler and a thief. My men and I have come to this island to bury alive one of our number who attempted to keep some stolen gold for himself instead of sharing it with his comrades. Interestingly enough, there are some of his more loyal friends who are insisting that I grant him mercy, which of course I cannot do or I will quickly lose control of the old crew. That's why you are such a fortunate find. Why is that? You provide me with a way to show a little mercy to Jacopo, that maggot you see tied up over there, while at the same time not appearing weak. And as a special treat, the lads will get to see a little sport as well. How do I accomplish all this? We watch you and Jacopo fight to the death. If Jacopo wins, we welcome him back to the crew. If you win, I have given Jacopo the chance to live, even if he did not take advantage of it, and you can take his place on the boat. What if I win and I don't want to be a smuggler? Then we slit your throat and we're a bit short-handed. I find smuggling is the life for me and would be delighted to kill your friend the maggot. Oh, uh, by the way, Jacopo is the best knife fighter I've ever seen. Perhaps you should get out more. <laughs> Release Jacobo and give him back his knife. Release. Then we let the games begin. <laughs> get up, Do not move an eyelash. 
Senor Vampa. Allow Jacopo to live. He's already suffered enough with the prospect of being buried alive. Men that wanted to see some sport have seen it. Those who wanted mercy for Jacopo will get it. And by keeping me in Jacopo, you will have yet another skilled sailor and fighter for your crew. It's a deal. What is his name? His name? We should call him Zatara. Sounds fearsome. It means driftwood. <laughs> this part right here. I swear my dead relatives, even on the ones that are not feeling too good, I am your man forever. I know. It's one of my favorite movies, definitely one of my top 10. It's called The Count of Monte Cristo. You can see it for free, probably every, any, somewhere you can see it for free. Uh, but it's a really great movie. Uh, uh, Cavizio, do you say, is that how you spell your name? Cavizio, I don't know how the ham fetches my. The man who played Jesus in The Passion, that one. He's, uh, if you follow him, most of the movies that he's done are really, really good. And this is one of my favorites. What I realized, Frederick, is I should have shown how Satara learned the skills that he learned. He learned them because they put him in jail for 30 years or something like that uh, for doing something he never, that he never did. And next to him was, uh, it was a political prison because they were trying to hide some scandals that were going on in the government and they put him in prison. He was young and stupid and he got they, they put everything on him. And in prison, he ended up being prison, uh, prison mates or between a wall and him was a priest. And he dug inside of the walls and created a hole where he could go and visit the priest. And in the room, in that room, when he, while he was in prison, the priest taught him how to read, how to fight, how to reason, how to believe in God. And he was an old guy, and he ended up dying because they got caught in the dust because they were digging a tunnel to get out. And so um, this guy, Satara, um, eventually what his name was, pulls the old guy out, and what they did was they took the dead, the dead people from that prison and they would throw it into the, to the sea. And so what he did was after they covered his, the, the, the the priest's body because it was dead, they put it, put it in a bag, he switched places with the priest and they threw his body over into the sea and he survived and he got to the to the next part of the shore and this is what he found and from this uh, story I'm not going to tell you the rest of the story because I really want you to go see it's such a great movie um, he ends up finding a treasure and this is like an innumerable about amount of money and uh, he, you'll see what happens to his life but he could never have done what he's going to do in the movie if he didn't have Jacopo Jacopo was the man who said, I am your man forever. When you see the movie, you're going to know that every person who wants to do something great needs a Jacopo in their lives. It's true. If greatness is what is inside of you, you need the favor of God. You need the ability to accomplish, to create, to do big things. And it, it doesn't just happen just because of you. I promise if the dream that you have that is in your heart can only be uh, accomplished by you alone, that dream was not put there by God.
the passion that you have in your heart, if it just burns when you do something, you cannot do it alone. You need a team. The Lord gave my father Gene over 40 years ago. And it is impossible without a team. And he has spent blood, sweat, tears, time. Literally, sweat, tears. I remember when we were, I think it was Helen, Georgia, and we were playing in the pool, and he, his ring finger. Back then, he had a gold ring that was really thick. Something happened, and uh, he twisted that finger, turned this way, and it almost could turn back to behind the finger, bent, turned back behind the fingers that it was. He said, don't worry about it. Twist it, twist it, put it back himself. And uh, he said, don't worry about it. Well, by the time we got to Monday, the, the finger was blue. We got to go to the hospital, sir, and get this ring cut off of you because you couldn't leave the people of God. I remember. I'm having to have two surgeries at one time, sitting in a wheelchair. He couldn't sit on the floor. He had to have jokers hoist him up on the stage so he could preach the gospel. He wasn't going to take the, the break that he needed and should have took. But he was going to give his life to make sure that you got what you need. I remember several years of birthdays where my birthday could not be uh, celebrated on the day of my birthday because my dad was going away to get what he needed to give to you. This is a man who deserves honor. We as a family, we don't regret it. It is our honor to share him with you. Wasn't always that way. I didn't really like y'all like that when I was a teenager. I didn't, I didn't, I, don't, I didn't like him, I'm one of y'all. I'm just telling the truth, you know, I can't not tell it. And we find ourselves in this season right now while we're honoring Bishop Johnson. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting to um, need something while you know you need to give something. Anybody in that situation? When you need to give, when you need to give honor, you need to give away from yourself. But in your soul, in your knower, in your life, in your dreams, in your private time, it's something that you need. You need God to do. You need God's favor. Last week, Bishop Elder Yule put it down. Put it down. 
helped us to understand that honor opens the door for promotion. He showed us over and over and over again how when honor was given, promotion was given. Today I want to show you how honor unlocks the key to favor. Now favor is better than silver and gold. If somebody takes care of a debt that's $95,000, you ain't got to put it in an, in an account. Just take care of the debt. You understand? That's just like you haven't given me a check for $95,000. Because let me tell you, let me help you understand. And maybe you ought to think about this. I'm not trying to put nothing on y'all goings, people. But, 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 but it never hit my hand. I can't go there. Anyway, that $95,000, that's like you giving me a check for $95,000. Mm. I want to talk about this favor thing just a little bit. You know, with Elder Yule, I went back to a message that you preached in 2012 when you gave this very intricate definition of favor, and I love it. Y'all got it ready? Because it's a whole lot of words. You ain't going to want to write this down. You want to, if those of you who have iPhones, God bless you, you can go to your notes, go to the camera, put the camera on the screen, and the screen will take the words and put them in your phone. You're welcome. I want to define this word, favor. It's God's special affection towards me. Say somebody say towards me. Now, you ain't got to say it like you need it, but I'm telling you like I need it. You understand? It's towards me that releases influence on me so that others are inclined to like me, cooperate with me, and invest in me. God's special affection towards me that, uh, that releases influence on me so that others are inclined to like me, cooperate with me, and invest in me. I want to give you a quick list of the results of favor, just in case that don't make no sense to you. Sometimes as preachers, we have to make it real. Somebody say, make it real, Tiff. Now you got to say Tiff like that. Make it real, Tiff. Listen, this is what you call me. And, and, and you don't have to do that Pastor Tiffany thing. I understand you honor me. I honor you. Thank you very much. Tiff is good. You good? Say, so make it real, Tiff. Check this out. This is the list. Go ahead and put the whole list on there. You can put it on there because they want, they want to know all of it. Uh-huh. First of all, that God features you. How many of y'all need to be featured? I, I, I need to be featured. You, you need to know who I am. Because when you have me in your life, you have the Christ that is in me in your life. And if you do what I say, because what I say is going to be his word, then what you do cannot fail because it came from his word. You understand what I'm saying? I need to be featured by God. God needs to arrange the algorithm. You understand? So that when you flip your, your, your thumb, and like, uh, you're going to oh, that go Tiffany Carroll. Memorize it. Put it in your heart. Tiffany Carroll, T-I-F-I-N-Y, Carroll. Follow her. I'm telling you, God is featuring her. I'm going to preach to myself if y'all going to be quiet. That's all right. I can do it. Causes the rules to be rewritten for me. How many of y'all need the rules to be rewritten? Be playing by everybody, somebody else's rules. Playing by somebody else's rules. I follow. I have a business coach. 
She told me yesterday that, that, she, that she, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Just listen, you need to follow people who are better than you, bigger than you, doing better things than you. My business coach told me that she made $600,000 last week. You understand? That's what I'm talking about. I need you to rewrite the rules, Lord. Appreciate you, sir. When you have favor, you, it's a fixed fight. Man, I wish I would have said something before we had worship today, like two weeks ago, but I didn't know that's what it is. It's a fixed fight, and you already won. You already won yeah. if you got favor. Come on, come on. I'm trying to help y'all today. How many of y'all need to fight to be fixed for you? Yeah. I'm sorry. If you look in 2 Chronicles 20, you see where it's three different, whole different kingdoms coming against Jehoshaphat, and he gets scared. But then the prophetic word comes up on him, and, 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 and they listen to that word. And the word and the prophetic word, he said, don't worry about it. This ain't your battle. It's mine. And what the Lord said is, you got to show up still for the battle. Ain't that right, uh, Buchanan? You got to show up for the battle. But when you go, I want you to fight in my way. Don't take your sticks and your stones. Praise, take your hand clapping and your feet stomping and your singing and your worship and your, and, your, and your praise to the Lord. And when it happens, when you go to battle, when you cross over that hill, what you're going to see is the enemy done already defeated itself because it's a fixed fight. Trying to help you. I done already. I ain't even got into what I done said. Jesus, let me get in here. I was trying to read the list. You got unfair partiality. And, and that fight with Jehoshaphat, it was three to one. And he didn't lift the sword. They destroyed themselves. When you have favor, you are preferred. I know it's a whole lot of different people that can come out here and help you do, do your lawn. It's a whole lot of different people that can help you do your health stuff. It's a whole lot of different different companies that do exactly what you do. But when you have favor, you are preferred. I'm trying to help y'all see what favor does. It's when you have the advantage. Yep, you have the advantage. Something you got, they ain't got. You got special privileges. That's why I go to the front of every line. Because I know who I am. That's, what, that's my spot. And you know what people do when I get there? They move out the way. Why? Because it's my spot. Because I have favor. I ain't talking about it in this building. I'm talking about everywhere. Check me if I'm lying. We was, I promise you, I don't know. What, listen, I, yes it is. I do know what it is. The Lord gave me a promise, and he is keeping it even to this day. I promise you, tell me I am lying. We went to the concert on, uh, what night was it? Friday night. We went to see all the people, the, Car the, 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 the Clark sisters, and Tamla Mann, and Kirk Franklin, and Ty Tribbin, and Israel Houghton. Did I miss somebody? I think that's all of them. And we went up there. Now, we went to the, to the, state, the, the state Farm Arena where the Hawks play. You understand? 8,000 people. You understand what I'm saying? And uh, so a lot of people that Uber. Now, the reason why they Uber is because they ain't got what I got. I'm trying to help y'all understand but what favor does. And it might be, it might don't mean nothing to you, but I'm telling you what it means to me. We rolled up on the thing. Now, it's 630. The concert starts at 7, and it's 8, 
thousand people. We in traffic. It takes us from my house. You can almost walk to the to the Saint Savrina. But we took we took the car. Probably took us a good 20, 15, 20 minutes just because it was so much traffic. And and I've been talking about these dawn parking spaces. How the Lord told me when I was single, I'm gonna treat you like a earthly husband should. The Lord told me I'm gonna set. I'm going to set the standard. What your husband is going to need to be able to learn to do is treat you like the queen that you are. Because I'm not the head, but I am the crown. You understand? And since that's the case, I need to be, I need to be close to where the door is. Uh-huh. I don't want to walk this far. Listen, these heels, they cute. But you got to walk slow in these heels. And when it's raining outside, you can't move slow. You understand? So I need to be close. We rolled up on the States Arena in the reunion tour that's going all around the world. 8,000 people. We pulled up and my girls, and, and, and one of my girls opened them out. Watch, watch. And in my heart, I'm thinking, Lord, you know, you got to give me no pocket space. I've been talking about these pocket spaces, Lord. You done told me, Jesus, and I done told them that if they was with me, they was going to see how the parking spaces situation worked out. And all these spaces is filled, Lord. What you going to do, Lord? We roll up in this thing, and, and at the, there was like an awning. There was an awning that walked that you could walk up under because it was raining Friday night. And so you could walk up under the awning to go downstairs, cross the street, and you right up in there. So at the, we, we riding. And at the end of the awning, there was a turn in. You got to make a left. When we made a left, it was a car moving in the first spot right when we made that left. Tell me I'm lying. And I just bust out left. I said, appreciate you, sir. Because I'm preferred. Because I got the favor of the Lord on my life. I said, all right, I'm going to help you get your favor too. I'm going to help you today. I see, Lord. I didn't see before, but I see. Special privileges. I am the favorite. I don't know about you, but I'm his favorite. He, he, he got to love me, but he likes me too. You are connected when you got favor. You, you're, somebody need to get this right here. Somebody need y'all, and the list is gone. You need this right here. You need an accelerated destiny. Thinking about this before God, my request to him is, Lord, I just want to have babies before I get 50. And I ain't been married but two years, so Lord, accelerate that thing. Accelerate that thing, Jesus. And the Lord saw fit to give me a good man. That joke good. If you ever have a conversation, you will be absolutely delighted. He's the type of dude that you want on your side. He's that joker that's going, he ain't going to never go half in on nothing, wrong or right. He's going to put both foots in it. You understand? This is the joker that God gave me, and I'm so grateful, sir. You did so well. I appreciate you. And I'm grateful, Lord, for Sir Treasure. Sir, not because I, I need to listen. I call you sir because you are the king, sir. Sir, Frederick Chauncey Brown is God's gift to me, and I need the Lord between us to accelerate destiny. That good? Some of y'all think need some things have been held back because you haven't had favor. Things have been slowed because you haven't had favor. Problems are solved better and faster. How many of y'all need some problems solved better and faster? 
There is no strategy against the favor of God. I don't care what they do. I don't care what the plan and the plot is. When you got the favor of God, there is no strategy against it. Because favor ain't fair. Turn to somebody and tell them, square. favor ain't fair. Listen, stop telling your kids that, uh, um, that you got to be fair. Because I need to tell you, tell your children right now, life is not fair. It ain't fair. And neither is favor, dadgummit. That part. Because it's a fixed fight. Y'all ready to go? Today, I want to tell you about the story of Ruth. What I love about Ruth is, is, is a couple of things. Number one, she got her own book. I love that. You tell that to the people who say that uh, Christianity, Christianity is a misogynist. And when I misogynistic uh, relate, uh, religion, uh, what I love about Ruth, you're going to find is that she never should have had a whole, she never should have had a whole book. Why should she get a book? Now, you blink and you might miss it, but it's a good book. It's only four chapters. We're going to go through about three of them today. I promise you it's going to be real quick. I just need to do all of that so you can see why you need what I'm about to tell you. We're going to talk about Ruth and how she got the favor that she did. She did three things. I'm going to tell you straight up. Before I tell you, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to tell you what I said, and I'm going to tell you what I said. You understand? Three things. And if you ain't understand, now listen fast. Come on, somebody need to tap their battery. Come on, tap your battery. We're going to hear this story. We're going to hear it in a different way. She did three things. Number one, she had loyalty. Number two, she had service. Number three, she was obedient. See, some of y'all done just lost it right there. You say, oh, that's why my stuff is delayed. That's why I'm supposed to be famous and I ain't yet. I just got to do some stuff. That's all right. Let me pre-tell the story. Let me set it up just a little bit so we can get into what we're going to do. Lord, give us ears. Okay, you got to put notes on there just a little bit longer. They, 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 and y'all, because y'all took the notes off too fast. Put them notes back, all right? <laughs> You're welcome. Lord Jesus, give us uh, new ears to hear an old story that we may be transformed to become the vessels that are able to not just handle the dreams that you want to give us, but to spread this dream throughout the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. We come to Ruth 1, and we find a little family in Bethlehem. It's little old Amalek, Amalek, Alimalek, that's what it is, Alimalek. Listen, be careful about what you name your children. They got to put their name on, on applications. And if some people is, is, is stupid, they, you, when you can't pronounce their name, they assume you a type of person. Alimelech, what was she thinking? I'm sure it was meant something back in that day. It was all right, we're going to keep moving. Alimelech and Naomi, it, it, it's a famine in Bethlehem where God's people live. It's something about staying in the place where God, Lord Jesus, you're going to, man, that's why I see the Lord hid this message from me. He gave it to me, then he hid it from me. And then when you get up here and we get the microphone, then you want to uncover and say, oh, this is what I mean. I promise you I struggled with this message for two weeks, but I see, Lord, I see what you're doing. It's something about staying in the land of the people of God, even when it's a famine. Can I say it? Are you sure you want me to say it? On November the 5th, it's going to be a whole lot of people come back who left. 
on November the 5th, it's going to be a whole lot of people come back who left. But I want you to know that the Lord sees your loyalty. He sees your loyalty. And in a minute, I'm going to show you how the Lord is going to bless your loyalty. Elimelech and Naomi and they two boys, they left because it was a famine in the land. They went to Moab. Now, what you, don't, what you need to know about Moab, let me tell you who the Moabites are. So you remember a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about Abraham and, 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 uh, no, Abraham and Lot. Lot went over there to them fools in Sodom and Gomorrah. And he stayed there too long. He went over there to the foolishness and stayed there too long. Sometimes you could take the person out of the Sodom and the Gomorrah, but he take the Sodom and Gomorrah with them because there was some foolishness going on at that Sodom and Gomorrah. So much so they was trying to, the people was trying to have sex with the angels. Now you don't lost your mind. You might, you might do things and you might poof. <laughs> Woo! My Jesus, I appreciate you for my type of imagination. You might do something like that. You might not want to do that no more. Anyway, they went over there and fooled around with that, that, that foolishness. And they, they got Lot and his daughters out and his wife. She turned around. She the pillar of smoke and the salt, sorry. And the, 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 the daughter of Lot got Lot drunk. She had sex with her daddy. Crazy. And her little sister did it too. But the firstborn of the oldest, guess what they named him? Moab. The, now, Ruth, check me. I want you to see who she really is. Ruth is a Moabite. Naomi and Elimelech never should have been in Moab. And then what, listen. They, Elimelech, no, Elimelech left. He died. So Naomi then lost her husband. Then her sons took Moabite wives. Parents, let me help you. Let me, can I help you just a little bit? I promise you I'm trying to get out of here, and, and, and tonight it's, it's just going to be a little bit longer. I'm just going to tell you right now, all right? All right, is that what you fix your life? Can you fix yourself? All right, listen to me. Be careful who you, who you, who you, who you let your child be matched with. Tell me I'm lying. We made 12. We made a list. Three of us, my mom, my dad, and myself, we made a list, Frederick. Said, these, are the, these are the things we're looking for. Every single one. But one thing on the list, I must be honest, but one thing was missing. Every single thing on the list. Even my daddy, now this is his car and mine, whatever it is. All right, Poppy, don't worry about it. I'm about to tell you business. My daddy wanted him to, check this out, he wanted him to be bigger and stronger than me. That was the list. That was my dad, one of my daddy deal breakers. And I got it in spades. Thank you, Poppy. You did a good job. My point is, my point is, be careful about your investment in your children's marriage. Moab, they get, they, they marry, they, uh, Elimelech and Naomi's sons marry Moabite women. They're married for 10 years. 10 years they're able to have a, a, a marriage, and then both of the boys die. 
what kind of disease is it in Moab? Would it just kill off the men? Before they had children, killed them off. That's important, actually. So Naomi's like, I got to go back home because I don't know none of y'all. <laughs> I need to go back to my people because I don't know none of y'all Moab people. Now, I got y'all two daughters. In fact, verse 14, chapter, I'm sorry, verse 1, chapter 1, verse 14, chapter 1, verse 14 of Ruth. And they lifted up their voices and wept again. This is Naomi, Ruth, and Orpah, the, the daughters-in-laws of, Na of Naomi. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law like this. She ain't kiss on her cheek. She kiss her deuces. I'm out. Peace. Harper said, Harper said, I ain't gonna be able to do it. That's what the Bible says. Did you read that? That's what my Bible says. Harper kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. Then she said, behold, your sister-in-law, this is Naomi talking, behold, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and her gods. I love the Bible for referring specifically to that. Return after your sister-in-law. Verse 16, but Ruth, she said, don't tell me, you don't tell me where to go. That's what she said. Now, when, you, when Lady Karen, listen, when I speak to you like that, I'm talking like the Bible. I'm using the Bible. I'm talking like Ruth. You can't tell me what to do. She said, do not urge me to leave or turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. And your people will be my people. And your God will be my God. And where I die, I, where you die, I will die. And I will be buried there. And thus, may the Lord do it to me. And worse, if anything, till what? Death does us part. When she saw that she was determined to go, Naomi said no more. Now, did you hear what the Bible said, Ma? She said, Naomi said no more. So when I say, this is what I say, you say no more. All right. Ruth, Ruth was determined not to leave Naomi. The first thing Ruth did is she had loyalty. Ruth was a Moabite. Her, her descendants were the descendants of Lot's oldest daughter. Moabites were sworn enemies to the Israelites. If you read, do your own research, you'll find out how the Moabites were direct enemies for a long, long time between the Israelites and the Moabites. In fact, that story I just got done telling about Jehoshaphat and the three uh, kings and, 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 and tribes that came after him was bullying them. Guess what number two name is? Moab. Moabites, I found three things. I probably could have found a whole lot more, but uh, I've already kept it too long. So uh, uh, Moabite had three things working to give them. Number one, they was, they was born from incest. Born from incest, it's a problem. Moabite, Mo, Moab might have had a, a couple of birth defects. I'm going to leave that where it's at. Number two, a god, a famous god in Moab was Chemosh. C-H-E-M-O-S-H, -E Chemosh, don't worry about it. It was a god of war who required human sacrifices. Moab was always at war 
with Israel. And the other God they said was Negral, E Nergal, Nergal, N-E-R-G-A-L. This was a God of the underworld and death, already witchcraft. And that's why them men, that's probably why the men was dead. Elimelech went to the wrong land and, and, and being in there, being planted in the wrong place. And they left when there was a famine. Don't you, don't you leave when things get thin. I'm going to another church. There ain't no men at Metro. I know you said it in your heart, don't lie, because you said it to me. I'm telling you, the Lord is faithful. He can do you just like he did me. Bring him from out from where he wherever he was. Wherever he was, that's where he was. And God was baking and incubating and making and molding. And you don't see that thing thicker than a snickle waiting and making and making it for me. Lord didn't the Lord didn't need these four walls to make mines. Trying to help you. That part. You know what I'm talking about? love you Renee. Woo! Ruth was loyal. She said four things. She said, where you go, I will follow. Here we go. Where Bishop Gonson goes, I will follow. Here's the question. How close are you following? Is you one them, is you one them like the ones in Israel when they was going from Egypt to the promised land, them stragglers on the backside, the Moab and the Moabites was picking them off because they wasn't following close enough. I can help you, just, just test yourself. The bishop ain't away, cat's away, the mice will play. You ready? If, if you don't come to class on 815 and you call yourself a Metro member, you are not following close enough. Because Bishop holds training at a high value. He knows that you can't get all that you need on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. He knows you need something on another meeting at another time. That's right, early. You mean you want me to be at church from 8 to 12? Uh-huh. You're on your job for eight hours, and you ain't late going there, and I bet you they don't feed you breakfast. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be that... That girl, I'm going to come on back around this pulpit. She said, where you lodge, I will lodge. I looked up this, this, this lodge situation, Anika, and what it said is, what it means, that word lodge in the Hebrew, it says, it means enemy. What, what is your enemy is my enemy. What you, what you ain't with, I ain't with. If it come against you, then it comes, I take it personally. So when the enemy comes to do things like put a wedge between the person you love, I take it personally. And I make it my business to go before God and to disciple and have good conversations and prayer and speak in tongues and make sure that you see that problem for what it really is. Because I take it personally when the enemy comes against you. Because of where you lodge, your enemy is my enemy. And I'm telling you, 
I'm the one you want on your team. I promise you that. He said, your people are going to be my people. It means we are a family. That means, that, that means even blood cannot separate us. You understand? It's, it's people in this room that are closer to me than those who I share blood with. Because you are my people. The question is, are you Flynn Johnson's people? Listen, let me tell you something. You can't have, let me help you understand. You, you, when I come from around here, just say, uh-oh, all right? So come around here and say, uh-oh. You can't have Bishop without having all of us. You can't have Bishop and Lady Carolyn without having every single one of us. Now, some of y'all are strange, and we love y'all. We love all y'all strange people. We love y'all. Special. Ooh, special. That's a good word. It is not being sarcastic. You is special. But you is a part of us, and we take it seriously. One, two, three o'clock in the morning, I don't think Chris texts me. It's time. He texts us. It was us in a, in a little chat, right? She coming. All right. Yeah, let's go. I done text to talk to intercessors. Here we go. You understand? Everybody up. Because we is growing today. You understand? And we're not finna let the enemy come on. Even in this season where the enemy likes to, to reign and rule the think he is, he likes to pick on us. We ain't playing that game. Zyla here is, is, is here. You understand? Because God has a plan. And the enemy don't like that. She said, my family will be your family. Number three, number last thing, your God will be my God. I want you to see and understand that Ruth left her family. She left. She switched sides. <laughs> she switched sides. She went from Shemosh and Nick Negrel to Yahweh. She said, I know I got Moab blood, but my last name is Brown. You understand what I'm saying? She said, I, I, I got, I'm, on, I'm on a different side now. She said, she said, she switched gods. That's what it is. It was loyalty. Check how close you're following. Check who your enemies are. Check who your family is. Check if you're serving a God. Bishop Johnson is serving. Number two, Ruth gave her service. Ruth 2, chapter 2, we're going to read just a little bit. Now Naomi and her had a kinsman of her husband, a man of great wealth of the family of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. Somebody say Boaz. His name was Boaz. Boaz, not, not broke ass or beat your ass. You understand? His name was Boaz. You understand what I'm saying? I just want to help you understand what his name was. Verse 2. The cats, th thank you, Dad. I, I give the microphone back to you next month, all right? And Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, I never saw this, Mom. It wasn't, let me keep reading. Let me show it to you. And Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, please let me go to the field and glean along the ears of grains uh, another one in, whom, in whose sight I may find a favor. She was looking for favor. Do you see she was looking for favor? And she said to her, Naomi said to her, Go, my daughter. 
Because at this point, Naomi was like, well, I guess you're going to be my daughter. Verse 3, so she departed and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she happened to come to the portion of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Verse 4, now behold, Boaz came home, came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, may the Lord be with you. It was like a custom that they did. May the Lord be with you. And they said to him, and the Lord bless you. Now that's important. Let me just take a second right now. I know you don't like your boss. But if you take a moment and bless him or her, I know they might tap, tap dance on your last nerve. Lord, have mercy. Bless them, don't curse them. Because when they are blessed, this is when you get promoted. That's all right. You can take it if you want it. And he said, and, and, and may the Lord bless you. Verse 5, then Boaz said to his servant, now who, to, and who is in charge of all the reference? In other words, he's talking to his manager. He said, who that woman? Who, 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 who is she? Verse 6, and the servant in charge of the reaper says, she is the young Moabite woman. Now, right there, his eh, 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 abort, abort. Should, was probably thinking, he was probably thinking that in his heart because it said Moabite. Keep reading. Who would turn, that's right, who would turn, return with Naomi from the land of Moab. He tells, he, he, let, me, let me say something. The, the, the manager is giving the boss her resume. You understand? She is a young Moabite woman who returned with Naomi from the land, and she said, please let me glean and after, and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. Thus, this is what the Bible say. Check this out. Thus, she came and has remained from morning until now. Thank you, Lord. She uh, has been sitting in the house just for a little while. Girl, when I seen this thing, my mom was like, oh. First of all, I want you to see that it was Ruth's idea, not Naomi's idea, to go and glean. I thought that I've been reading this story the whole time, and I was thinking that Naomi said, well, listen here, we got a kinsman redeemer over there on that north side of Bethlehem. If you go on over there and glean from over there, just, just, just follow a little bit. No, it wasn't Naomi. It was Ruth's idea. Naomi didn't have to tell Ruth nothing. Is that, that what the Bible say? That's what I read. For y'all jokers who waiting on somebody to tell y'all to do something, you just sitting there waiting for somebody to tell you when you see what need to be done. I'm reading the Bible. Christiana, they don't see me reading the Bible. They just waiting on the leader to say something. When you see what need to be done and you got the expertise and the time and the money to do it and you just waiting on somebody to tell you, maybe, I'm, that's what I'm, that's what your Bible say. You just need to get up and do something. I'm keep on reading, though. That's all right. They don't like that part, tell you. So when he gets there, Ruth recognizes, Boaz recognizes Ruth as a Moabite. She wasn't supposed to be there. Some of y'all are not supposed to be where you at. But I'm telling you, somebody is looking at you. Don't worry about your past. In your mind comes up the things you ain't did and the things you do too much and the things you ain't, the, the, the education you ain't got and what the Lord told you to do you ain't did yet. And you got all these excuses about what you ain't, what you ain't did and what ain't happened and all this stuff coming up before you. But I want you to see that if you serve, it'll surpass even your resume. Yeah. 
Boaz knows who she is and still gives her favor. But you know what she was doing? She was working. She wasn't doing this and looking up to see who saw her. Do you see me? I'm serving. But do you see me? I done did what you said. You, you, I'm supposed to congratulate you for that? Sorry, I can't do that. You, you, I, I'm, 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 I'm over here. Look at me because I'm doing something good. Let me scream a little loud and let me run across the church so you can see me. That's not what she was doing. She had her head down in the field of harvest. Can't stay there. She, but what she was doing, she was working. Say work. Turn somebody, look them square in the face, say, work is not a four-letter word. You say all the other four-letter words, but you can't say work. Put them all up there at the same time. There you go. Work, W for willing. Work ethic, wisdom, O, ownership, opportunity, outstanding, R, respectful, responsible, resilient, N, check this out. Know your role. Kaizen, which means simply means it's a Japanese uh, um, it's a Japanese custom for daily improvement. KPI, this is a good one. Elder, you you said this for me. Key performance indicators. In other words, the work that you do needs to be quantified. As in, did you did it or did you not? She was working. Service is what was number two. Number three, chapter two, verse eight. Chapter two, verse eight. Then Boaz said to Ruth, listen carefully, my daughter. Uh-oh, she done, he done said my daughter. Do not glean. This is Moab talking to Ruth. This is the first day on the job. Do you, did, did you, I'm going to say Moab. Boaz. Do you understand this is the first day on the job? This is the first day on the job. You understand what I'm saying? It wasn't a long time. It was the heart of the matter. Because some of y'all like to manipulate honor to get what you want. But honor must be given. It must be given out of your heart. Listen, my daughter, do not glean in another field. Furthermore, do not go on from this field. In other words, don't go no further. But stay here on my, with my mates. Let your eyes, this is, this is good, that's talk, that good talk. You understand what I'm saying? He's talking that good talk. Let your eyes be on my field, which they reap and go after them. Indeed, I have commanded the service not to touch you. Look like protection to me. And when you thirst, go to the water jars and drink from the ones that my service drink from. Verse 10, then she fell on her face. She wasn't expecting it, but God, heaven has eyes that are looking to see who going to put their hands, their eyes, their back into the work on the plow. She fell on her eyes, bowed into the ground and said to him, why have I found favor in your sight? That you should take notice of me? Little old me, a foreigner, what she really meant to say was an enemy. Boaz responded to her. This is what he said, mama. He said, all 
that you have done for your mother-in-law after the death of your husband has been reported to me and how you left your father and your mother and your land of your birth and gave to a people who you ain't know nothing about us. May the Lord reward your work, not your pretty. Your work, not your booty. It's all right to throw, show a little bit of thighage, but keep your cleavage to yourself. I'm sorry, I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. He said, Lord, let me, that made me lost my place. There it is, uh-huh. And your wages, check this out, and your wages be full from God. Some of y'all work hard for not enough. And the God of Israel, who's, under whose wings you have come to seek refuge. Ruth's loyalty and service had turned the key of favor in her life. But wait, there's more. Ruth 2, 14, skip down to verse 14 through 16. At mealtime, this is, this is on the first day of the job. At mealtime, Boaz says to her, come here that you may eat of the bread and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. I'm sorry, mama, I see here that, 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 that Ruth turned from serving to being served. Husband, a word to the wise is sufficient. Come in, dip your vinegar in my bowl, uh-huh. So, oh, don't do that. So she ate, she sat beside the reapers. He served her. He served her roasted grain. Lord, you just keep going. Oh, quit pushing the button, girl. Boom, boom. Served her roasted grain. She ate for herself and was satisfied and had some left over to take to her mom. Verse 15, when she rose to glean, because that was just a break, Boaz commanded his servant saying, let her glean even among the sheaves. In other words, don't give her the leftovers. Don't leave her nothing. Let her get up there where y'all at. You better not insult her, because you can see the side eye. You know the side eye. The one that comes and you ain't, she ain't been here but for a moment, and you just want to pay attention to her. What? That's Ida to get jealous. But, but Boaz was protecting her. Verse 16, also you shall purposefully pay out for her some grain from the bundle. So not only is you not getting the leftovers, but you get to glean with the people. And after you glean, you're going to take some of what they work for and put it in her basket. I'm talking about those of you who need favor. I'm talking about the things that we need to do in order to get favor. Leave it behind and you better not rebuke her. Favor is not fair. Number three, obedience. Chapter three. That was a good one, Lord. I saw that alliteration. Number three, chapter three. Verse one, when Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, my daughter, shall I not seek security for you 
that it may go well with you? What she was saying was, I want you to be taken care of even beyond my life. So let me, let me get in it now. I'm trying to help you, ladies. Let your mama in it. Let your mama in it. You work hard to keep your, keep your mama out your business. But if I'm not mistaken, Solomon was very clear when he said, don't forsake the words of your mama. He does talk about the words of your father, but again and again, he talks about the words of your mother. Some of you mothers need to get in her life. Some of you mothers need to make sure you say to, you know, you, you hear that little thing in your, in your voice? It come right here. And you get this idea, you need to say something. And you get scared because you talk hard at him. Or, you know, you've been on him about something and the Lord gave you something. Don't you hold back from it. The Lord wants to give him and her favor because of your words. Your children's favor is locked up in your words. I admonish you today. I'm almost done, I promise. This is the last one. Verse 3, chapter 3, verse 1. Verse 2. Now is not Boaz our kinsman with whose maid you were? Behold, the winnow's barley at the threshing floor tonight. In other words, they didn't already collected the, the they, she, mama knows how things goes. You pick the barley, you beat the barley, and you store the barley. So she knows that tonight it's going down. He is a good boss. He's still going to be at work even after the work is done because he's the boss. The mama knows that. Let me show you how it is. He says, this is what the mama did. The mama gave her some very specific instructions. She said, number one, she was clear. Sometimes you got to get it clear. Sometimes you got to say, uh, you know, Shonda, do this, this, and this. Did you hear me? So when Shonda answers me, there's no confusion about the expectation of what should be done thereafter. You understand? She told her, he said, wash yourself. Because you can't be nasty when you go to the boss. I'm trying to help y'all. He said, anoint yourself. And I thought, what's the difference between washing yourself and anointing yourself? Think about it. He said, put on your best clothes. In other words, he said, if you walk out the house with that satin bonnet on your head one more time, I'm going to take the threshing to your floor. She said, put on your best clothes. And it said, Mama, check this out. It said, go down to the threshing floor. Now, she didn't say go to his house. She, 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 she didn't say go to his bedroom. She said go to the job where it's public, where everybody is. You understand? I'm trying to help you. She didn't say go to his house. Or say, I say, she didn't say tell him to come to our house because I live by myself and y'all can't tell me what to do go ahead you can live that if you want to a word to the wise so go down to the threshold floor but do not make yourself known to the man don't go down there making a bunch of noise don't go out there trying to, trying, to, trying to bring all the attention to yourself. It's my season. I'm next. So let me. No, that's not what, he, that's not what, he, that's not what he's saying. She said, go in there and be quiet. Sneak yourself down there. After he's finished eating and drinking, verse 4, it shall be when he lies down that you notice the place where he is. And I just want you to uncover his feet. Not 
drop his drawers. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? He didn't say touch. He, she said he didn't tell her to touch his pants. Not even the bottom of them. Some of y'all like to pull from the bottom. Don't do that. Just uncover his feet. Now, some of y'all, I know, it's, it's okay. Uh, don't worry about it. You'll listen to it again. You'll see it. Uh, uncovering the feet was a custom that simply was saying, letting her, putting herself out there. Just making her request known that I, that I need you to redeem me. It was a very pure custom request to say, look at me in a different way. I'm not just your daughter. I want to call you daddy. You understand what I'm saying? That's what she was really saying. That went over your head. That's all right. It's okay. When you listen to it again, you'll laugh when you, by yourself. So, so it was very pure what she did. And, and so she, she went, she said, just uncover his feet. Um, ladies, of those of you who are single, um, if, if you are, um, if the only place you go is to church, um, good luck. Because that's the only thing that's going to help you. Sometimes you have to be in different places. You have to live your life. And you have to live the life of God outside of these four walls. And God will cause that a customary action of uncovering his feet to shine your, his light on you. And you will find yourself being, being favored, being preferred. But if you grab his pants, if you, if, I remember my cousin, he has, he's got nothing but girls, and, he's, and we would be dancing. He'd be like, don't you put your el knees on your elbows. Don't you put your elbows on your knees. Do not put your elbows on your knees. You understand? Keep yourself this way. Man, y'all ain't no fun today. That's all right. Listen to it later. You'll catch it. Ha, ha, ha. Now you're laughing. I get it. Anyway, let me keep it moving because you're tired. Let me get you out of here. When he lies down, uncover his feet. And what did Esther say? I mean, sorry, what did Ruth say? All. All. That you say. All that you say, I will do. Verse, chapter 3, verse 6. So when she went down to the threshing floor and didn't, did according to all that her mother-in-law had commanded her, when Boaz had eaten and drunk his heart, till his heart was merry, they lied down at the end of the heap of grain. She came in secretly. Say secretly. She didn't tell everybody. She just uncovered his feet and laid down. Shut your mouth. You talk too much. It happened in the middle of the night. This is not a booty call. That the man was startled. In other words, he didn't even know she was going to be down there. He bent forward and behold, it was a woman laying down there. Who are you? Because it was dark. Ain't no, ain't no lights back then. Ain't no night lights. And she said, I am Ruth, your maid. Not, I am Ruth. And I want to call you daddy. Like, that's not what she said. She said, I'm your maid. I'm your servant. She said, so spread your covering over your maid. She didn't say, I'm about to spread my legs. That's not what she said. She said, spread your covering over me, uh, as for you are a close relative. Then he said, may you be blessed of the Lord, my daughter. You have shown your last kindness to be better than the first by not going after this youngins around here. 
You weren't looking for somebody. You wasn't a gold digger. Now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you whatever you ask. And all my people in the city know that you are a woman of excellence. Long story short, I know it's too late. Both Boaz marries Ruth. Ruth's son ends up being David's grandfather. Do you understand that this is a Moabite who was worshiping Chemosh and Nergal and way over there in, 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 in Moab and she never should have been in the lineage of Jesus. But Moab was like the ones that preceded her like, uh, what's your girl name? With the red, the red scarlet ribbon and the, the, the Rahab. Another one, if you look a bit further, you will see that even Rahab is in the lineage of Jesus because God makes it a habit of shining his light on those who ain't supposed to be in the light. But the reason why you're those ones who are supposed to be in the light and you aren't yet is because you got to deal with this thing called honor. Today is about checking those three things. Number one, your loyalty. Is there something that can be said over this pulpit or that can be done privately? Is there any hurt deep enough to make you walk away? Loyalty. The Lord wants you to deal with your service. You see how that's, it's a whole lot of things that you could be doing in this church. It's a whole lot of places you can serve. And you sitting on your blessed assurance watching the rest of us do all this work. And it's a lot of work to be done. And we need your help to make it go better. Some of you have some expertise and things that need to be given to the house of the Lord so that we, so the very thing that, that make you so mad, that piss you off, is probably your problem to solve. It's probably something that you can do to help make it go better. And the Lord is asking you to up your service game. Turn to somebody, husbands, wives, look at you, look at yourself together. So it's something you can do. How can we serve better? It's important. We need to find a place to serve. Number three, your obedience. Bishop Johnson doesn't fail without giving us commands that are not suggestions. He said training is our happy place. And you still sleep at 8 o'clock. Some of y'all just leave y'all house at 10. I'm going to look this way. When you know that our bishop is a bishop of excellence and that all that is inside of him that he's been giving you, do you know what you, the, 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 the heaviness, the weight of the wisdom that we get in this house? It is worthy to be told all over the world. And the problem is, you think it's Bishop Johnson's responsibility to tell everybody. And what you can't hear is that he, what he's been saying for the last 40 years is he's trying to tell you to go outside of the four walls and tell somebody else. To be trained to be able to do that. That's why I am an example, especially to those of you who are introverts. I know you don't believe it, but if, you, if you're with me at a party, I'm going to be real quiet, sitting in a room, 
by myself because that's naturally who I am. But when the Lord asks me to complete, to answer my call, to complete my purpose on any assignment that I get, I got to come off of doing me. And I got to bear the cross of Christ. Be loyal. Be of good service. And be obedient. Real simple. I don't want to play with you. They don't faked the good music, this music playing slow for you so your emotions can be moved. I know you see it if you are convicted by this message. And you know you got to up your game. That's all I'm saying. You got to up your game. Not only because Bishop Johnson deserves it because he does, but that ain't even the point. Bishop Johnson is not even the flipping point. The point is that he is doing everything he can to get you right smack dab in the center of all that God has created and called you to do. And by honoring God, honoring him, by honoring God, it gives you the favor you need to operate outside these four walls and to be dangerous for the kingdom of God. If there's any conviction in your heart, I'm not going to call you up here. There's no need to be embarrassed. That's not the point. Point is for you to get the favor God's trying to get to you. Do me a favor, just stand if you will. Just, 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 just something just kind of got you and be like, look, I, I gotta up my game. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Let me help you. I was listening to my coach yesterday, and she sp she spent 15 minutes repenting. 15 minutes repenting saying the prayers that we should have said. Basically, she was like, I'm wrong, Lord, because both y'all Christian people, y'all like to look right all the time. Y'all don't want to tell nobody about your weaknesses and your challenges and your sins and all that kind of stuff. But when you confess them, that is the point where God can apply his blood and exonerate you. But exoneration, just so you can get rid of your guilties, is not the point. The point is for you to walk away being convicted to do something else. So raise your hands, Father, in the name of Jesus, we repent. Because you are worthy. Because not Bishop Johnson, but you, Jesus, spent your blood, your sweat, your tears. Literally, you spent your blood, your sweat, your tears for a guilty soul who is unworthy of favor. Unworthy to be promoted. Unworthy to move forward, unworthy for the millions of dollars that you have waiting for us. We are unworthy. But Lord, we repent today. Thank you, Lord, for your conviction that does not condemn us, but moves us to be convinced to do something else. Wash our hearts clean of the pain and the worry and the hurt and the anger that has come between you and us, that kept us from honoring you and honoring our bishop. We repent. If you repent, just say, I repent. Come on, from the heart, say, I repent. I turn away from all that I've done and not done to dishonor you, God. Lord, that I may be armed to receive the favor of God, to receive all that you have coming to me 
because you designed that for my life. Thank, thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have not changed your mind about me. That before I ever said yes, you got on that cross and died, which was the guarantee that I could get the blessings and the favor and the promotion and the money and the opportunities and the relationships and the husband and the wife that you have planned for me. You're a good God and I don't deserve you. Now, Father, see us through the eyes, the body, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That we may now receive what we need in terms of favor so that we can accomplish what you have created and called us to do. Lord, I thank you for your provision in this season. Those of us who really want to give towards this $125,000, that we really want to give towards that we want to give more than we have. Give us a plan, a strategy that we may do it in the name of Jesus. We want our bishop to be blessed. We want him to, be, to feel honored. We want him to be set up for the success of the next step of his life. He is worthy of every penny because of how he struggles and toils before you, God. We pray for him right now that you would protect him, love on him, lift him up, speak to him, give him courage that he may do. Lead us to do what you have created and called us to do. And Lord, we will be faithful to do all that you give him to command us to do. In the name of Jesus, amen. <laughs>